Oh, it's the finish line, or <laughs> hopefully at least some semblance of a finish line. I really can't say that Friday is the end of any week for me, but at least most of us have gotten there. Most of us. Most of us. But it's the 28th of April, almost through April, that's crazy, and we are at episode 484. Kelly, do you want to just jump us in? Sure. Nothing bonds like a crisis. Oh, Kelly. <laughs> Don't you love being blindsided by the chaos and pain of crisis? Uh, love <laughs> feels like a strong word to use. <laughs> But I have probably become more accepting of the come what may in the past 15 years or so. Mm. It's even become possible to prefer some surprises. Oh. As a reminder that we're alive and not actually in control of those things. True. And it is refreshing at times. But when you are thrust into it unwillingly, I almost described rape just now. <laughs> I think I did. I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> yeah, no, neither of us should. But how interesting is that that those are both described the same way? This unwillingness to accept the fact that I am now thrust into crisis. And just like our little gutter flower that we referred to a few days ago, I have to say that beauty can coexist with great ugliness. In fact, like I've said before, we discover ourselves when our tinsel strength is tested by crisis. And as you know, such is the case in my current work life. I do have a unique vantage point as a colleague and friend. <laughs> yes. And as your editor, I just I would like to change one letter in today's lesson. Ooh. From crisis to crises because mm. one is Usually enough, but they tend to cascade, wouldn't you say? Oh, they definitely, and they intertwine, and they attract one another, and yes. absolutely, yeah, they they tend to befriend one another <laughs> and come in groups. Swarms. Yeah, love it. <laughs> and you know what? That brings us to the story for today. As I've alluded to in recent podcasts, we lost an essential member of our team, of our family, I should say. And I don't see any reason to beat around the bush any longer. It was my nurse. For almost a year, she and I were inseparable. She was performing at a level beyond any nurse that I've ever had the pleasure of working with within my 25-year career. And then a significant trauma in her personal life jolted her completely off her axis. As you know, she started missing shifts, coming in late, leaving early, not performing when she was physically on site. And the worst part that you had to endure as well the habitual lying and trying to be secretive by hiding the fact that she had checked the fuck out. Despite multiple attempts by not just me, but others to get her back on track and even a meeting where she came to me to fall on her own sword, admitting that she acknowledged her backslide and a promise to change. But it only got worse. Mm. And Kelly, you not only know about this, you lived along with me and became one of the unwitting victims of it as well. I did. I did. No part of it was pleasant. And it affected me pretty deeply, professionally and personally. Sure. Yes. And again, like from yesterday's gift of the day, I'm struggling with forgiveness toward her. So I've got a whole hat full of people and I'm struggling to forgive. <laughs> and as I'm sure you are as well, to some degree, correct? 
I have to say, David, I'm really not. Uh, oh. Not not anymore. I, I know she didn't intentionally make things hard for me. We just had no bond whatsoever. Mm. There were just no warm fuzzies in the least. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds awful maybe, but when I lose patience with or lose respect for someone, I usually find it's in my best interest to distance myself so that I can reclaim some peace in my life which is exactly what I had to do in the end. But of course, you're not in that position since she was both your professional colleague and a close friend. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you and a lot of people mm. will suffer the fallout for of all of this for you know months ahead, probably. Absolutely. And you know, as you said before, the, the ripple effect was pretty swift and it was harsh. And as tolerance for her diminished and anger took its place, a very stupid mistake revealed to her that we were not only interviewing for a position that, but we had identified her replacement mm. and this misguided, misdirected, somewhat mean spirited text came to her as a shock and was seen as a betrayal. Well, I think when someone is behaving like no one is watching and then suddenly realizes that everyone has been watching, mm. it's going to be jarring. Yeah, I, I agree. And as a result, she took door number one and exited swiftly. <laughs> and in the aftermath of her departure, it was like sifting through the wreckage. And we found that she had not only checked out, but that she was doing very little at all in her role. And things were in complete disarray, about to collapse. But this is where the silver lining reveals itself. Yeah, disarray seems like such a soft and gentle word for what was actually <laughs> happening. Um, and I, I really hate to judge because we can never really know the whole story of someone's life and what they're going through. True. But when you're in a profession with somewhat sacred responsibilities, I think, mm -hmm. you can't fake it for long without something catastrophic happening. Right. Luckily, the residents were never in danger because there is a whole team of competent staff members who show up every day. But, you know, things will work out given the mission at hand. I completely agree with you. And it's uplifting to see the team members that you spoke of who are now rising to the occasion are rallying behind all of us, including our new nurse, Erin. What is up, Erin? Erin wasn't scheduled to start for two weeks, but being that we are in crisis, she rolled up her sleeves and has been a godsend. Not only coming in as she puts it, like a duck paddling like hell underwater, but calm above. Mm -hmm. She's kicking ass, man. She's bonding with her new team, digging into the shit, and developing the plans to move forward better than before. And it's, frankly, amazing to watch. It's, it's like night and day. It's a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. For the most part, all the staff are incredibly supportive of our collective goal, the well-being of our patients. Right. And it's really taken a very profoundly sad situation and turned it into a tremendous gift. Yeah, unfortunately, disappointment is just inevitable, but so are those silver linings if you look for them. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, and that, that leads us to our question for today. When you are knee-deep in the shit, side-by-side side with others, do you look down and say, ah, we're fucked? Or do you look up for the solutions and say, we're blessed? If you feel fucked all the time, let us please help you fix that. Kelly, there goes the homework bell. What do you have for our audience today? Homework? It's Friday, David. Oh. I don't think we need homework on a Friday after such a long week. 
You know, I, I feel like a little bit like a substitute teacher filling in for Michelle, so the normal rules don't apply. Can't we just go outside and play? I, you took all those words right out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, here comes the substitute teacher trying to win some favor. <laughs> <laughs> we like Kelly. <laughs> I have to come back next week. Yes, you do. <laughs> I'm good with no homework. I'm good with no work at all. How about that? Let's play. Let's go play. And let's get out there and fly that kite. Oh, Yako Key. If you feel fucked all the time, <laughs> do you feel fucked all the time, Kelly? <laughs> Edit. <laughs> if you feel fucked all the time, let us please help you fix that. <laughs> yeah, help me fix it. Hold on, I can't, I'm not gonna help you fix it. Hold on. Edit.